Welcome to Ready for Anything, where we discuss real-life medical cases. Hello, and welcome back. Hi. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been busy. It has been very busy. This is... The 1st of January, I think the last time we did a podcast was sometime in November. Um, Omicron has kicked our butt. Has it been that long? It has been. It was before Christmas. Oh, wow. We did a podcast. So um, we just wanted to take a few minutes. It's certainly not going to be a podcast about COVID because we don't want to talk about COVID and you don't want to hear about COVID. So tired of it. It's just been very challenging. Omicron has made its way through most of my staff. So I've been working a lot. Days, nights, you name it. Constantly. Yep. You too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we've been. It's good to be in the same room with you. Yay, we finally see each other, not just, hey, by the way, as I'm leaving for work and you're coming home from work, I fed the dog. Yeah, the kids' lunch is packed. Yeah, <laughs> see you next Tuesday. High five in the hallway. <laughs> so, anyway, what topic do you want to discuss this week? Are we going to talk about the... I think at the end of the last episode, we had um, hinted that we were going to talk about the guy that um, had tried to kill himself by stabbing himself in the belly with that old rusty pocket knife. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did more cutting, I think, than stabbing. So, this was a long time ago, and we get called out by the Sheriff's Department for a uh, suicidal attempt. So we get there and there's this uh, middle-aged gentleman with, who's clearly an alcoholic. Uh, drunk. Surprise, surprise. And he's laying, leaned up against the base of a tree. Dirty from head to toe. And uh, had an old rusty pocket knife and said he was trying to kill himself by cutting his belly open. So he had like 15 or 20 abrasions i wouldn't even call them lacerations they were sort of more abrasions across his lower belly but he did have one good like he had finally you know found a tiny portion of that rusty pocket knife blade that did have an edge to it and had cut his belly not super serious So he had cut his belly just enough that, yep, you got to go take him to the hospital. So, of course, he's belligerently drunk and fighting us, and he gets handcuffed to the stretcher, and we take him into the hospital. And Sure enough, he had actually been able to get one cut deep enough that they took him to the OR. Yeah, I was actually working in the ER that day when you brought him in, and it was one of those situations of... You know, the surgeon was like, well, you know, that one 
I think that there was, um, like you were saying, that one wound that the surgeon was like, yeah, that's, that's deep enough that we need to take him in. We need to wash it out and we need to make sure that he didn't perforate anything. So, yeah. yeah. Took him for an X-lap or exploratory laparotomy. Yeah. They cut him vertically. Yeah. So, like, from under his sternum, like, down to his belly button. So, he had a, a very big incision so that they could go in and make sure that he didn't hit anything vital. Yeah. And those of you listening are probably wondering, like, okay, this is a pretty bland story. And why did this meet the criteria? Well, the fact that he had an X-lap is what leads into the next, act two yeah, <laughs> of his next saga. Part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> because you remember, uh, he's an alcoholic. Yes. And what are alcoholics known for doing? Drinking. Drinking and? Driving. Driving. And so not too long after he was discharged from the hospital after having... Yeah. Actually, I think, didn't he leave AMA? I think he did. I'm fairly uh, certain he did. Yeah, I think that he had his surgery done and, you know, this is another really unfortunate, very sad story that, you know, he probably was withdrawing um, and starting to go through DTs. So he decided that he was going to leave what we call AMA, which is against medical advice, um, and signed himself out of the hospital yeah. not long after he had had his surgery. And went and started drinking drinking and driving and then drove his vehicle into, I think it was a ditch or a culvert or I forget what he hit. It was, it was something significant enough that he was ejected from the vehicle. So he was drinking and driving and did not have his seatbelt on. Right. Yeah. So whatever he hit, and honestly, I don't remember it ejected him from the vehicle because yeah. when we got called back to that scene this was like a day or two later so yeah, just a couple days i think yeah because i was working 24 at the time so i'd work 24 off 24 work 24 so it was my second 24-hour shift and we go to the scene and here's this guy who has wrecked and been thrown from his vehicle and has popped open the incision for his belly and so he has dehissed his entire bowel out all over the pavement. So his insides are now his outsides. <laughs> Which is not good. No, it's not. And, you know, the thing about it is, and, you know, you and I have seen this time and time again over our careers, is, you know, when people who drink and drive, they are very um, bendy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. For lack of a better yep. way to describe it, yep. they they can sustain a lot of um, force. I guess is the best way to describe it, and be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he was ejected from the vehicle, and if you want to go into the physics of this, you're more than welcome to. But when he hit the pavement, his insides were still going, however fast he was traveling. So they hit his abdominal wall. Yeah, which is has not healed because it was just cut open. Correct. So it's only been it's only being held together by stitches and staples. Yep. So his abdominal cavity opens, his intestines come out, yeah. and uh, I'll never forget the state trooper that was on scene. 
he came into the hospital because the guy's still alive. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, he's totally, he's awake alert with it. Yeah. Well, belligerent, as much as, drunk. Yeah, belligerent and drunk. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the state patrol came in and he's like, he has grass in his intestine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm like, and grit. And mm-hmm, yeah. Probably there's a couple cigarette butts in there. Yep, I mean, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff rolling around in his belly. So all we did was just kind of smish it all into uh-huh. a, into one pile. Yep. Cover it with a little wet dressing and go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And so once he got to the ER, the surgeon who had just done this exploratory lap on him, comes back in and I'll never forget this. I think it was Dr. Russell. Mm, I remember (laughs) Dr. Russell and Dr. Russell's like this old timey surgeon who doesn't care what he says and doesn't (laughs) really care what he does. (laughs) So the guy's laying there and Dr. Russell walks up and he takes a sterile towel, which is those blue towels that you see opens it up and staples it to the guy's belly to cover up his (laughs) intestines and he's like that'll do till I can get him back to the OR (laughs) (laughs) so this poor guy ends up going back to the OR which actually you know they ended up doing a really good job of washing out all of the grass and the dirt and (laughs) the rocks and the cigarette butts and (laughs) everything else that was in his belly uh, so that they could close him back up and he could go on his merry way. I don't remember honestly if we ever saw him again. <laughs> I'm fairly certain we did. Yeah. I think he survived cuz you know and I mean this in the, the nicest way possible, but some of those people are like cockroaches, you just can't kill them. Yeah. Yeah. And so they they can survive all these just major catastrophes that would take out a normal nice person. Yeah. So I do believe I I remember seeing him around a time or two after that. Mhm. Not for long. They, they they don't once once you've popped open like a can of biscuits. Yeah. You know uh <laughs> Your life expectancy probably goes down a little bit. I would say so. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> and now you'll never look at your can of biscuits the Quite same the way same. anymore. Yep. You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at our list, I know that was somewhat of a short story. Um, looking at our list... Well, I gotta um, add the guy that took a sawzall to his neck to the list. Well, you brought it up, so tell us about him. <laughs> this was actually pretty recently. Yep. Uh, a uh, uh, young man had gotten very depressed over some things going on in his life and decided to end his life. Again, I guess we're kind of on a suicide kind topic of. there. Yeah. So that he was he was suicidal, and so he thought that uh, the best way would be to get drunk and take a sawzall to his neck. Now, uh, if you don't know what a sawzall is, it's one of those power saws that has the long reciprocating blade at the end of it that moves back and forth really quick. 
It's kind of like a hedge trimmer. Yeah. Like an electric hedge trimmer, except it's got a saw blade on the end right. of it. Yeah. And so what he did was he brought it up to his neck, just straight into his trachea. But I think he, once the pain hit, it made him pass out. Because when his family members found him, he was slumped against the wall with his chin down to his chest, and the saws all was laying beside him. And he was alive because he didn't cut too deep. He didn't hit any major vessels. And when he slumped, when he passed out and slumped forward, it compressed the wound and stopped any of the mild bleeding that was going on. It's because the paramedics that picked him up said he wasn't even actively bleeding. It was a, as they termed it, a superficial cut that was mild. <laughs> That's why they brought him to our community hospital and did not take him straight to the uh, trauma center. So I see him rolling up by me on the stretcher, and he happened to, because he's awake at this point, and he's sitting on the stretcher, and he turned his head to look, and he blew a blood bubble out of his throat. Ooh. And my asshole puckered up like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, no. He hit something bad. Mm-hmm. So we bring him into the resuscitation bay, and I take a look, and sure enough, he's cut through his thyroid cartilage into his trachea. He hit one of the veins that feeds off of the thyroid gland, but he missed the thyroid artery, thank God, because he almost cut right where you would cut for a cricothyroidomy. Uh, so like if you're putting in a surgical airway, and that cricothyroid membrane right below the little Adam's apple, he can cut right above it, and he went horizontal. And we all know, you know, if you do a cricothyroidomy with a horizontal cut, you're the slasher, 007. You're killing people because that's when you cut arteries. You always make your first incision vertical so that you miss those important blood vessels. Oh, well, I've always known that it's vertical, and I've never really thought about why. So yeah. that's good to know. <laughs> There's your educational part of this. There you go. So anyway, I get him sedated. I get it intubated. And I can literally like put my finger in the hole that he made and touch the ET tube. Mm. Um, and of course, he started bleeding again when we had to move his head and neck to get him intubated. So let's do a stitch in real quick to stop that bleeding and got him transferred down. But before I did, I I kindly called the supervisor and the crew into the room to let them know that this was not a superficial <laughs> laceration. Kindly. Yes. <laughs> I was very nice about it in my head. <laughs> in hindsight, it, I'm sure I did a wonderful job of not yelling. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, well. But he survived. That's. That's. And got some. Much needed. Mental health and. Yeah. Last I checked, was doing okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Anything. Hot burning topics that you want to talk about next time? No, what's on our list? Let's see. <laughs>
That was rascal. Bless you. <laughs> oh, the cock ring is the shampoo bottle is a cock ring. Mm. Actually, maybe we'll talk about cock rings next time because I have the, I have a shampoo bottle story, and you've got a, a we won't go into it, but yeah. a very interesting. Okay, <laughs> this is where we need the video to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, then we'd have to make it NC seventeen. <laughs> this is true. Well, I was just about to say that. I'm saying next week's episode um, is not for little ears. Yeah. <laughs> Not safe for work. (laughs) This is very true. So have a great week and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.